It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to another season of NASCAR DFS coverage right here on awesomeo.com. It is time for the Daytona 500 strategy show. Of course, you all know the guy there to my right. That is, you know him as Ray Sheets. I know him as Phil. Phil, how, how are you doing here on this uh, early Saturday afternoon, just uh, about 24 hours away from uh, the start of the NASCAR season? Good, bud. I mean, we are going from the literal Super Bowl to the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Um, it's been too long, as I told you earlier. The the the, the layoff, you know, it's been good to uh, to reset, get uh, get the the honey do list knocked out. But I'm ready to get back into NASCAR for sure. Of course, uh, a little uh, programming note tomorrow: we will have a live before lock, 1:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With myself and Chris to get you ready for the Daytona 500. Of course, uh, Phil, let, let's get right into this. As uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about roster construction. What's what's kind of your best advice on how uh, how our listeners should be constructing their their lineups for tomorrow? The the main thing that I try to emphasize to to people, especially if this is your your first time playing NASCAR DFS, like, you know, in, in past years, you, you you haven't given it much thought, but, you know, slowly but surely, DraftKings and FanDuel continue to bump up the, these contests. Now it's finally gotten your gotten your attention, or you've just you've just decided, you know what, I'm I'm going to stop being the stereotypical DFS player and make and make fun of of NASCAR. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. If this is your your first time or your first time in a long time, you got you have to understand that Daytona is an anomaly. Daytona is what we consider a super speedway. It's two and a half miles in length because of the length, because of the banking, because of the way that they set up set up the cars. This will be a unique race. Like next week, they're going to race at the Daytona Road Course. Not going to be anywhere close. Two weeks from that, they're going to go down to Miami Homestead to race around the mile and a half oval there. It's not going to be the not going to be the same race. So since this is such an anomaly, we build our lineups in a very in a very different way. This week we are looking for two main things: finishing position and place differential. These are the two main things that that we're caring about. Because this race uh, can become very chaotic. It can end up with a high DNF rate where drivers are wrecking out, whether it be their own fault or somebody else that 
wrecks, you know, that wrecks two, three, four rows in front of them, and they just get caught up in the in the carnage. So because there's so much chaos, we are looking for whatever safety that we can grab. And that safety is found in these drivers that typically start in the latter half of the field. These are the drivers that are going to make up the majority of our lineups, if not all of our lineups. Uh, you know, I want to mention as we talk about roster construction, we got this question in Slack uh, earlier this morning. Of course, uh, if you want to leave a question here during the show, you can do that uh, in Slack if you're one of our premium members or leave it right here on YouTube. We'll get to those questions as we do go on throughout the show. But the question was was in relation to Fancy Cruncher and the rules that should be set for tomorrow's race. All right. And th- this is one of the more interesting things is that I took some time went through Fantasy Cruncher, tried to find some common themes, like just to see if there was a common theme from week to week. And, you know, this isn't like NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer, name your sport, where the rules that you have for Fantasy Cruncher or whatever lineup builder that you're that you're using, they're going to stay pretty consistent from, from slate to slate. NASCAR, it changes. It evolves as the as the races evolve with the amount of laps and, of course, how chaotic the, the racing uh, can be. If you're using your lineup builder, preferably you're using Fantasy Cruncher because you have an Osmo subscription and you've added FC on to just automatically import Alex's ownership numbers, his, his fantasy points, whether you're looking at DraftKings or FanDuel. Go to your advanced options there in the upper left-hand corner. Unique players... This week, probably two to three per lineup. Um, you know, th- this is a week where you're going to have a lot of drivers in your player pool, a lot more than you than you normally do, and you're generally going to cap your ownership at these guys. It's somewhere like at the low end, maybe forty percent, and at the high end, sixty uh, percent. We'll talk about these guys that I, I feel a little more safer with than the, than the other guys. So you give yourself a two to three unique player um, per lineup. That'll ensure that these lineups really get get switched around. Team salary, we're not worrying about salary whatsoever because we are looking for place differential and finishing position. You could end up with a lineup with $5,000, 10000 15, even $20,000 left over because of what you're trying to do with, with these lineups. Your uh, your caps, like I talked about, I mean, that could be anywhere from 40 to 60%. If you go over 60%, you are adding a lot more risk to your lineups because if one guy or two guys wreck out, then your lineups are sinking. And the randomness, that's just a matter of what you're comfortable with. Generally, when it comes to NASCAR, I like to set my randomness somewhere between 10 to 15%. I might bump that up for a race like, uh, like today. And... One added thing that you could do, play around with, is that if you feel strongly enough about a driver like, you know, that the hands-down guy on DraftKings that most people are going to put in their lineups is going to be Denny Hamlin. And if you just want to ensure that you get Danny, then you can go create a new group, put put Denny, put Kaz Grala, put Austin Sendrick, blah, 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 Ross Chastain. And in that group, tell it that, it has to have two to four of these guys, three to four of these guys. These are these are just different ways to ensure that the main core of guys that you want in these rosters are there. Yeah, I will say, uh, you know, just in terms of, you know, other sports, typically I'm in that, that 15 to 20% when it comes to randomness, and I'm usually at least two players unique per line. But one thing I'll say this for our newer NASCAR DFS players, because I learned this last year as I, I became the host of this show, is – 
Don't check your DraftKings lineups midway through the race. Wait, just wait till the end of the race. Right. <laughs> I learned that lesson. Like I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm, I'm looking really good in risk. Like, what happened? So I kind of learned. Just I don't even look at at my 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 teams until the race is over. Exactly. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think Alex had basically had a tweet about that earlier this week. Of you know, it's NASCAR season when these things kind of kind of do happen there. Of course, I appreciate everyone here on a Saturday afternoon that is watching us. Of course, uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button right here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe bell as well and get that notification so you know when a new show is live here on the channel. Of course, uh, we got several shows for you today. Uh, coming up at 3 p.m. each time, it will be the NHL Strategy Show. And then at 4.30, it'll be MMA Live Before Lock. And then at 5.30, we'll get you ready for tonight's NBA action with Deeper Dive. And Live Before Lock, also a little note about free content we got over right now at the website. NBA Big Board, NHL Top Stacks, and MMA Fire Projections are all free today over at awesomeo.com. Of course, uh, a term that I got very familiar with last year during this show is Dominators. Uh, you didn't mention Dominators when you were talking about roster construction, uh, Kind of talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, generally our first concern is the dominators. And it, once again, if you're new to this this whole concept, dominators, just what the crap is a is a, is a dominator. Dominators are the 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 DFS way of saying drivers that accumulate fastest laps and laps led points. They're they're, they're a bit of a concern on on FanDuel although you only get lap sled points, but you definitely make them a point of your, of your lineups here on DraftKings. The problem is, is that like we talked about, this race is so chaotic that you could have a driver accumulate a bunch of lap sled points, but he goes into a corner, gets a bump draft from the guy behind him, gets turned, loses 20 to 25, 30 positions. And all of those points, they're, 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 they're worthless because he lost so many points due to negative uh, place differential. Um, if you have the race sheets open, which I encourage everyone to look at, remember they are free, free this year. You know, if you're trying to find a place where they're at, just scroll through my, through my tweets on my timeline, you will find a link to the, to the race sheets for the Daytona 500. As you look at the laps, laps led, you will constantly see that there are drivers who are leading 50, 70, maybe even a hundred, hundred laps per race. But when you look at what the top two drivers from each Daytona race what what, end, what ends up happening to them? They inevitably lose place differential. And last year's summer race at Daytona, your top two lap leaders ended their day 27th and 33rd. In last year's Daytona 500, your top two lap leaders. One was Denny Hamlin, but we all played Denny Hamlin because he started 21st. And then your second top lap leader, finished 36th and you can go through this there's negative place different differential everywhere it, it becomes a point where it's not worth chasing those those bonus points because inevitably what happens to these guys they lose place differential and there's only so many lap sled points available on the board that yeah, they lose a couple of spots and they end up uh, counterbalancing each other for the, for the most part so once again we go back what can I bank on? Place differential. If a, if a driver gains place differential, those points can't be taken away from him. And where he finishes the race, a.k.a. finishing position, those are the two safest things that we can that we can bet on in this race. 
I, I guess one thing we, we should mention about is weather in Daytona. I'm in Tampa, which is about two and a half, three hour drive. Uh, I know it's been a little you know, windy and rainy here. So uh, how much uh, are, are you concerned about potentially tomorrow in weather? Well, you know, it's it's not fantastic, and this is a point that we'll get to when we talk about the the uh, the, the cheaper run teams because there are a bunch of cheaper run teams that are running uh, one offs th- this weekend. Practice it went on for a couple of laps this morning, and then it got canceled. And they've already said that they're not going to run uh, the second the second uh, practice session later this afternoon and Xfinity wasn't able to run their qualifying sessions. So they have a full 40 uh, car field later this afternoon. That was uh, set by last year's owner points. The, the thing that scares me is that a lot of these cheaper run teams, they need this practice session in, in order to get the bugs worked out. And a lot of them are just going in straight cold Turkey from the dual races on Thursday into this race. So if they had some sort of issue that, you know, they, they, they might've been worried about mechanically, they're not getting it figured out with the car actually getting on the, on the track. So, you know, some of these guys like, you know, everybody's cursing, cursing his name, Derek Cope from, from Thursday night, because he nearly caused a, a, a pileup on the, on the last lap. You know, your guys like Quinn Half, Josh, uh, Josh Billicky, the brand new uh, live fast team that BJ McLeod's driving for. Uh, and then you've even got, uh, rookies like Anthony Alfredo, you know, it just adds that much more crap. What's going to happen to a race where you're already, you know, crossing your fingers and your toes once the green flag waves. Of course, I uh, want to let you know about a great promo we got going on over at awesomeo.com. We got a promo for a weekly NASCAR pass, which is 50% off. So it's only $4.00. And the 98 cents, it gives you everything you need for NASCAR DFS. You got to get in those ownership projections that we also have the projections for the drivers, whatnot, to help you build those lineups. So check it out right there at awesomeo.com. Just go to awesomeo.com slash promos to take advantage of a NASCAR weekly pass for $4.98. And, of course, if you want an awesome uh, weekly pass for all the sports, you can get that for twenty nine and ninety five, but Phil, let's get right into uh, the top tiers in terms of salaries, and these are based on DK prices. So this is the ten K range on DraftKings. So we got Denny Hamlin starting twenty fifth, ten thousand four hundred. Chase Elliott he's starting twelve, ten thousand three hundred. Brad Kozlowski twenty four, starting ten one. Ryan Blaney, 14th. He's at 10,000 over on the FanDuel side of thing. Hamlin's 14,000. Chase Elliott's 13.5. Kozlowski, 12.5. And Blaney, 13.3. So when you look at these uh, four drivers, uh, is there one driver that really sticks out to you of uh, he's the guy to, to build your lineups around? Yeah. And I mean, it, it, he's going to be the chalk. We've already got him projected as the as the highest owned driver uh, according to Alex's ownership projections. It's Danny Hamlin. You're getting him starting 25th. Uh, I mean, he, he has won three of the last four Daytona 500s in in last year's Super Speedway races. He had no finish outside of the outside of the top five. He averaged 33 laps led per per race, which was uh, tops in the uh, in the in the field for this Sunday. I mean, he is probably hands down the best super speedway racer in, in all in all of nascar right now and you're getting them at a fair price at 10,400 i mean Dra- DraftKings isn't making this tough for the average joe to, to walk in here and make a lineup he's at a fair price 
He's got tons of place differential. He can probably do just exactly the same as he did last year when he started 21st, worked his way up to the front and led the most laps. There's nothing stopping him from, from doing it this year. And the, uh, the, the hour long Wednesday practice session, the Toyotas looked really good when they were all, were all running together. And now they've got an extra teammate and the, and Bubba Wallace to, to help their endeavors. I mean, everything lineups for Hamlin to just be just be a smash play. It's just a matter of, you know, how how comfortable are you with a driver that is going to be the highest owned driver, regardless of what you're looking at, cash or GPP. When you look at at the ownership of these top four, the one you know that are getting a little lesser ownership, is there one that that sticks out to you that you say, you know what? If you want to play the ownership game and you want to take one of these top four options in terms of, of salaries. This may be the, the driver to look at. Yeah, um, it's it's Ryan Blaney. We've got him pegged at below 15% right now. And, of course, with him starting 14th, that's going to scare people off because he doesn't have that much place differential to to offer. But the main intrigue with Blaney is that he does have at least, you know, 10-plus place differential that he can gain. But the main thing that, you know, really kind of opens my eyes about about Blaney is that he is a legitimate true threat to to win this race. He has been up at the front past several Daytona 500s. You know, he was right there on that last lap with uh, with Ryan Newman before Newman ended up barrel rolling into the into the fence and nearly died that evening. Blaney is such a strong uh, super speedway racer. He won the spring uh, Talladega Talladega race last year. Uh, when you look in terms of average finish last year at super speedway races, he had the uh, he had an average finish of 24th, and that that uh, actually I was looking at Joey Logano, sorry, that average finish of 8.5, which is third best in all of the in all of the field. So I mean, his numbers are a little bit better at Talladega for whatever reason, but when you just look at super speedways as a whole, Ryan Blaney is such a strong, strong driver, and I mean. When it comes down to Chase Elliott versus Ryan Blaney as like a single option for GVPs where you're 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 reaching above the halfway threshold and trying to get a guy that's going to be lower owned for those tournament lineups, give me Blaney every single time. I mean, I understand that Chase has the second best odds of DraftKings Sportsbook right now. He's, he's plus 1,000 to win the race while Hamlin is uh, plus 800, but the only thing that I can figure out for Elliot is that he is still riding a wave of fandom from winning the championship last year. When you when you look at Chase as a super speedway racer, there is nothing to excite you about. Yes, he finished second in the uh, Daytona uh, summer race last year when William Byron uh, won, won that event. But other than that, he has just perennially been a, a guy that finishes no higher than 17th if he just doesn't outright so if it comes down to, I want to play Chase, I want to play Blaney as a lower-owned option in the in this uh, price range, in this starting range, you definitely got to go with Blaney. We'll move on to uh, tier number two. This will be the drivers in the 9K and 8K range over on DraftKings. So just kind of give you the names here. We got Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Mark Trucks Jr., Alex Bowman, William Byron, Kurt Busch, Eric Amarola, Kyle Larson, Austin Dillon and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, I know in reading one of your articles over at awesomeo.com, you you really pointed out the the history here with Martin Truex Jr. I know we're seeing some some notable uh, you know ownership, especially on the FanDuel side of things. Talk to the people about why uh, maybe there should be a little buyer beware here on Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, I mean, 
believe me, the start guys in the back is the worst kept secret in all of NASCAR DFS. You know, a couple of years ago, I remember that was the, the thing that you kind of whispered under your breath to your to your friends on Twitter, or you might mention it in a, in a Slack chat because it was the best way to just make some easy money. And slowly but surely, the, the, the secret came out. Everybody found out the news. And I mean, everybody knows to do this now. That's why our four top highest owned drivers, according to, uh, according to Alex on DraftKings, they're all starting 20th or worse. People know what to do when it comes to building these lineups. And I think they're just the dog chasing their tail when it comes here to Martin Truex Jr. They see him starting in the middle 20s. They see all that place differential. They know the name. They know he comes from a top from a top tier team. It's like, why shouldn't I play Truex? And if it comes down to cash games, yeah. I mean, you probably play him, if nothing else, just as an ownership block because he will be highly owned along with Hamlin in, in cash games. But when it comes to tournaments, he's a guy that I can see really going under under ownership on. Uh, his numbers are all over the place. Like he, when it comes to at career average finish, Daytona is his worst track. It does not matter where you are looking at. Daytona is absolutely his, his worst track. Uh, his recent numbers here at Daytona have gone four. That was last summer. 32, 22, 35, 2, and 18. Two lead lap finishes and two DNFs among those, those six races. He, he's everywhere. He, I bet if you were to ask him straight up, he would probably tell you that he does not enjoy super speedway uh, races because I mean, there's not really that much skill involved. It's just a matter of surviving and you know having a little luck and attrition on your side. So if the field is going to come in so high at at Truex, looking here at his at his number, yeah, we've got. I mean, you are looking at a driver over forty percent. If you're if you're wanting a place to pivot because of ownership. Don't go Galaxy Brain and do it with Hamlin. Truex is probably the guy that you should be looking to do that with. One of the guys that we're seeing literally bare minimum ownership on is the guy on the pole in Alex Bowman. Uh, what's what's kind of your take on what you're seeing on the essentially almost, uh, you know, very little ownership on him. And what I mean very little, I mean very little all caps. Right. Um, Bowman has... A couple of things go, going going against him is one. He might have to go to a go to a backup. He he might have to change out his engine. There's something squirrely going on there, and they were supposed to use practice to get that figured out because they were they were running the car and then bringing it back through uh, NASCAR's little laser machine to figure out that everything was 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 still right so that they wouldn't have to start at the uh, at at the rear for for unapproved adjustments but that's out the window so we don't know if Bowman's going to have to start his start his way at the back but i mean starting position for when it when it comes to when it comes to prospects of a driver winning they're they're kind of they're kind of useless so you know if you're looking to make a make a bet uh, for for outrights or top top threes, top tens, whatever uh, book you're looking at, and you waited thus far, you probably did yourself a favor because I noticed on DraftKings Sportsbook that a lot of guys' numbers incrementally increased just simply because they got a, a bad starting position. But back to Bowman. Back to Bowman. You look at Daytona uh, pole sitters in the, in the past. Average lap sled, 
25.3. So, I mean, really not that many dominator points uh, getting converted there. You know, you're looking at somewhere between between six to seven. Fastest laps, we can't consider those because fastest laps just, they, they go randomly all throughout throughout the field. But the main thing to, to note is average finish. So he has nowhere to, to go for place differential. So he has to finish high. But you look at the last 14, 16 pole sitters, their average finish, finishing position is 20.3. So on average, they're losing 19 positions. And if we if we just simply go back to the last four years, that average finishing position is still 22. So, I mean, whether you're looking long-term or short-term, it's not the greatest numbers. And the, the main thing to remember with all of these guys that start in single digits is because they start so high, they carry that much more risk for negative place differential. They, there's just so much risk that you, you need them to, to lead a ton of laps and finish in the top five in order to, for them to be in the optimal lineup. Looking at some ownership, and you mentioned about these drivers that are in the single digits where they're starting, you're seeing very low ownership. Uh, when you look at some of the, the the drivers in this tier that we are seeing ownership, Kyle Larson, Kurt Busch, uh, what's your take on, on them in this and their and where they're starting at? The Kyle Larson, I can kind of get that because people might be a little hands off with with Larson, you know if. It, Surely everybody watching this is well aware of what happened with Larson last year during the COVID break and the comments that he made while doing some eye racing and getting released from Chip Ganassi. And, you know, this is, this is his, his one chance redeemed and somehow his one chance redeemed put him in a better seat than he, than he was last year. He starts 13 Larson's viability to, to win. You know, it, it's, it's kind of there. Uh, a few seasons ago when Kurt Busch won this race, Larson was leading on the final lap and then he ran out of gas. So he's been there before. He's got a strong company of drivers to, to, to run with. We know that the Hendrick drivers, they all have, you know, they, they run really well here. They produce tons of horsepower. He'll have some really good running mates to, to run with. It's just a matter of, you know, how, how rusty is Larson in a, in a stock car. You know, if this was a dirt track race, then there'd be, there'd be no, uh, no fears, but this is really the, the first extended look that we're seeing at Larson in a, in a, in a stock car, uh, Bush ownership. I mean, crap, Bush is exactly where you want him. He's on, he's at 20th. So, I mean, like if you, if you have this idea that I split the field down the middle and I only take guys starting 21st and, and beyond, then you're missing out on Bush, but I mean, Bush is there. He's going to get, he's going to get place differential. Um, his, his average finish here at Daytona over the last three seasons, it is not good. It is 27.5. But I mean, he, he's going to give you he's going to give you place differential. We've seen him win here before. You know, if he gets towed up with the rest of the Chevys like we typically see, and I mean that that's a that's a lineup building strategy in and of itself is just putting Chevys together, Toyotas together, Fords together. You know, blah 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 blah. If you know Kirk can hang with the with the Hendrick guys, then he will find his way to the top five, no problem. Of course, this is the also NASCAR DFS strategy show right here on awesome.com. Don't forget, join us tomorrow at 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Live Before Lock shows. Myself and Chris will get you ready for the Daytona 500. Also, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Osmo underscore com as we are trying to get to 30,000 followers on Twitter. And we are giving away 30 free weekly passes to followers that do follow our main account over there at Osmo underscore com. Also, be sure to follow our NASCAR account at Osmo NASCAR also, be sure to follow Phil at Race Sheets because one of the things you got to be paying attention to is, you know, if it's an hour before the race, does someone fail and all of a sudden, magically, they're at the back of the field. So that's uh, one of the things you got to be paying attention to as you're developing your NASCAR lineups here uh, leading up to tomorrow's race. Let's move on to tier number three, Phil, and that is the drivers in the 7K and 6K range. So that's Matty D, Chastain, Bell, Wallace, Jones, Reddick, Newman, Busher. Custer, Briscoe, McMurray, McDowell, Sendrick, and Ryan Peace. Uh, Sendrick is is a guy that's getting a ton of ownership starting 39th, something you kind of have already kind of talked about. 6,100 on DK, 6,200 on Fandle. So let's just start right there just because of the amount of ownership we're seeing coming in on Austin. Yeah, and cash games, as much as I don't, I, I don't like the idea of Cindric being that, that heavily owned in cash games. I think it's just, you, you just wave it on and, and, and go on with your, with your lineup is, I mean, he's only got so much, so, so, so far to, to, uh, to, to go back, which is one position. What's going on in Cindric's favor. This is a Penske car. The Fords are generally fast at, at Daytona. So he can hook up, with the rest of the Fords that run really well, we're talking about Newman, we're talking about Busher, we're talking about McDowell, uh, whatever becomes of Anthony Alfredo in tomorrow's race, he can hook up with the rest of his Penske teammates, Blaney, Logano, Keselowski, Matty D. So, I mean, there's lots of partnerships here to to uh, to be strung together to help Cindric in his uh, in his aim. He's been so so at Super Speedways in his Xfinity career. Xfinity career um, in the dual write-up. I, I pointed out how over the last 10 races, he was tied with Brandon Jones for the, for the most top fives in the Xfinity, uh, Xfinity series. So yeah, he's, he's got a propensity to, to move himself uh, forward. It's, it's just a question of how big is this, uh, is this stage for, for Cendric? Is it too, is it too big? I, I generally like to do a hands-off approach when it comes to rookies first start at 
first start at Daytona, and especially with a guy like Alfredo who hasn't turned a full-time season in either the truck series or the Xfinity series. There, there's a lot to scare me about, about Cendric. You know, it, it went wrong in the, in the dual race on Thursday, Thursday night. And quite frankly, he should have lost his spot and we could be talking about Ty Dillon, but he's here. He's got so much, uh, so, so, so much place differential to gain. And I mean, he just races clean and that may be the, the whole scenario for the Penske team for, for Cendric is just hang out at the back just right around for 175 laps. And then towards the end, your teammates will come get you and we'll make our charge to the, to the front. Yeah. That, that might be the smart thing with Cindric, what they're doing, who, who knows, but a, a strong case can be made for, for, for Cindric, but he has a lot of things going against him in his favor. And especially for DFS, if these ownership numbers stay up, this is going to be a guy that will be easy to, to, to get off. Uh, I know earlier in the chat uh, had a question about Matty D seventy nine hundred on DK eighty two hundred over on Fanduel. He he's a guy that I I believe should be in your core tomorrow. Like if you're gonna for me, my core is gonna be guys that are at max sixty percent owned. So I'm talking about talking about Hamlin uh, going down the going down the board. It's probably gonna be Busher. I love Busher in Super Speedway races. Uh, it may even include uh, Ross Chastain uh, because of how well that he's running inferior equipment at super speedways. And now you're giving him a, a, a better car with more, with more horsepower. Um, Matty D you look at his finishes here, here at Daytona 12, 19, eight. Yeah. He had a 28 a, and a seven and then a, and then a 27, but consistently throughout his career, he's run pretty well. You've got the, 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 the Penske partnership in there. He's a guy that I can see bringing home a fifth to a 10th place finish. Now that may not excite you for tournaments, but for, for me, that's, that's safety that I'm going to try to bank on. Uh, you know, um, I know we talked a little about Bubba Wallace at the end of last year. Obviously there, there's a change there that he's had. He's starting six, Christopher Bell starting fifth, Ryan Newman seventh. Those, those are the drivers that are in the single digits here. Out of those trios, is any of those are are they more of a GPP slash cash play or vice versa? In 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 cash games, you you can't you can't touch these guys. Just way too much risk. But in tournaments, like if you're going to build a GPP lineup and you're going to you you're, you're building 150 max and you want to have a sprinkling of all of these guys in the top ten, should they lead laps and end up finishing their finishing their day? I mean, you can make the make the the argument for for bell he ran really well in that in the in the dual race you can definitely make the case for 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 bubba i mean i always joke about NAS, nascar being the uh being the being the sport of of narratives and it, nascar would love nothing more than for michael jordan's driver to win the daytona 500 th- this sunday they're the uh the, the the puff pe- the puff pieces coming out of Charlotte North Carolina about the team owned in, in Charlotte North Carolina would be out of this world. Like if you watched the truck race last night, practically every segment that Fox ran was about Haley Deegan making her inaugural truck run. Mm-hmm. the The racing gods have done weirder things, and it would not surprise me to to see Bubba in a position late in the in the race on Sunday to win. And quite frankly. He's looked good in the dual races. He's looked, he, he should have won that, that dual 
on uh, on Thursday night. He was in position to win, but he lost his drafting partner. Austin Dillon had a head of steam, uh, crossed him up, and ended up winning that uh, ended up winning that race. So I mean, Bubba's looking good. He's got the Toyota partnership. There, I think there's a lot of things in in Bubba's favor. And if you wanted to have him as a as a one off potential lap leader to finish his top five, that that's something I can definitely uh, get behind in tournaments. Yeah, uh, as you look at, at the rest of this one, um, you know, obviously there's some definitely some you know point differential drivers in, in this tier. I mean, we got several drivers who are in the 20s and, and the 30s. Uh, you know, some of the drivers that we haven't mentioned that that do you believe are potential good plays uh, tomorrow? Yeah, um, I've got Eric Jones highlighted as a cash play because he starts uh, starts 31st. He's got tons of place differential. We've seen him win at. Uh, at Daytona before it was the summer 2018 race, but then he came back and finished third in the, uh, the winter 2019 race. Now, since then his finishes have been 35th, 18, 23. I'm not going to hold last year uh, against him because he, he was just, when we resumed racing after the COVID-19 break, he was. last thing you were talking about oh mr busher okay all right i'm gonna go right back to that okay all right cool back and uh, appreciate you, you hanging in with us here on, on a Saturday afternoon right before uh, we had a little technical issue there. Uh, uh, Phil, you were talking a little bit about uh, Busher and, and the spot he's that he's in. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you are looking just for, for pure safety to tomorrow at a, at a lower price, whether it's uh, DraftKings or, or FanDuel, I mean, Busher, Busher is hands down the, the guy in the, in this, this salary tier. When it comes to average finish at Daytona since 2018, the only driver that's better that's been better than him is Denny Hamlin. That's by 0. 0.7, uh, 0. 0.7 of a of a position. Hamlin's average finish is 12th. Busher's is 12.7. When you look at Super Speedways from from last season, Hamlin's average finish was 2.3. But then who was staring there in second place? It was Chris Bush with an average finish of six, with no finish outside of the of the top ten. I know it's not sexy with him starting 22nd. You know, he's only got so much place differential he can gain. You're probably looking at a, a 15 position gain, uh, 20 at the, at the max. I mean, Busher's not the kind of guy that I would be looking at to, to, to outright win this, win this race. But when it comes to looking for a, for a top five to a top 10 finish in this range, Busher is the guy for me. In fact, he may be a, a 60% max core play for me on draft. 
Of course, uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button here on the new stream. Of course, uh, if you are not subscribed to Osmo here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to hit that notification bell so you know when a new show is live here on the channel. Uh, coming up at 3 p.m. each time will be the NHL strategy shows. We'll get you ready for tonight's NHL action. And also we'll have the MMA Live Before Lock and NBA Deeper Dive slash Live Before Lock. All come here today at Osmo. Dot com. Let's look at uh, tier number four. I know this is just your favorite tier, the 5K and 4K drivers. Uh, so we've got LaJoy, Suarez, Reagan, Alfredo, uh, Grala, McLeod, Balecki, Cope, Hoff, Ware, and Joey Gase. I guess let me start with Kaz because uh, he is seeing ownership 4,900 and 4,500 over on FanDuel. I know uh, earlier uh, there were some people kind of talking about uh, this spot here. Yeah, I mean – the thing that people will always go back to when they talk about about Grala is his rookie season, his very first race in the in the in the truck series. He ended up winning the winning the race. Now, if you go back to that to that event, I mean, the the seas parted for him like Moses in the Red Sea. Practically everybody in front of him wrecked out, moved out of the way, flew over the top of them, and he shifted his way and ended up ended up winning the race. But Xfinity series, he ran well. He was always a, a, a top 10 driver, no matter the, the equipment that, that he was in. He's in pretty good equipment. This is a uh, one of the one of the few races that colleague racing from the Xfinity series is uh, participating in. They always put together really strong cars for the Xfinity races. This car for the Cup Series race is being done in partnership with Richard Childress. Uh, Richard Childress is, you know, is it, it's a fair company to, to do business with. So it's just a, it, it, once again, it's just a question of how good is Kaz on a super speedway with, with cup competition versus what he's done in the Xfinity series. So once again, cash. Yeah. You may as well just, just click on it. But mm-hmm. with that ownership in tournaments, a lot can go along for Grala and it, I mean, it, it, it's really up to your to your level of tolerance. Do you, do you want to try to match the field for 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 Casagrala making his very first Cup start? Uh, you know the other two that uh, Roy, I guess, is three that we're seeing ownership in, in this tier uh, would be uh, David Reagan, Anthony Alfredo, and Cody Ware. Uh, in terms of those three, they're all seeing just a little under twenty percent ownership. Uh, and, and, and Alex's projections at, at, as we do this show. Uh, what, what are your thoughts to those trio of drivers? Yeah, Reagan is a is a tricky tournament tournament play. I, I'm looking at Reagan just like I'm looking at Rejoy, a driver with top five potential. You know, Reagan. The only race that he did last year was this standalone race for for front uh, for front row racing. And I mean, he ended up bringing home a, I believe, a top five finish in, in that race. And now there's nothing really stopping from Reagan duplicating those results. The only difference is that he starts nearly like 15, 20 spots worse than he, than he did last year. Yeah. He's a, he's a guy that you could have some exposure to in, in tournaments, definitely not play in, in cash. Cody Ware, he raced in one super speedway race last year. That was at uh, Talladega. He went 34th to, to 19th. So, I mean, so, so, so numbers. Uh, the only time that we've really seen Cody at Daytona was a couple of years ago where he went 37th to 39th. So, 
that kind of scares me that in a similar spot, Cody went backwards. In fact, he, he nearly finished his horse as he, as he could, but he's got more, he's got more years under his belt. This is part, you know, of a, of a full-time ride for, for Cody racing for his dad. You know, last year, Cody spent time racing in the, in the, uh, the Asian Le Mans series. So, I mean, he's been picking up, he's been picking up seat time. He's a guy that, you know, Practically, I think all of these guys in this in this 5K range, except for Derek Cope, like if you're making your player pool, just just X out Derek Cope. Derek Cope <laughs> is the is the reason that Mark Martin Truex Jr. did not did not win the the Thursday night duel. In fact, he nearly wrecked right back into him. Uh, Cope should not be racing, and it's not because Derek Cope is 62 years old. It's because he is not a good driver at the at the, at this point. He's a threat to everybody around him. Mark him out. He's going to probably end the, in the, in the race 39th, 40, 40th and bow out early because of some road mechanical issue. All the rest of these guys, they have opportunities like McLeod, Billicky, how, where, if they can survive attrition, uh, Alfredo for, uh, for the, for the argument, even though he's got the best equipment of all of these guys, these are all guys that could easily survive attrition, finish with a top 20 finish and be beneficial to your to your lineups now if you ever do miss any of our shows they are a part of the osmo podcast network just go to osmo.com slash podcast to find the favorite feed that you're looking for if you're looking for a particular sport or maybe if you just want our main feed to get all the shows they are a part of the also podcast network and leave a five-star review on one of our podcast channels for a chance to win a free month of also plus platinum good luck also gotta take advantage of that promo that we got going on this weekend get half off a nascar weekly pass for just four dollars and 98 cents just go to osmo.com slash promos to take advantage of that deal so you can you know see the ownership projections that we're talking i'll also see alex driver projections as well when you're helping developing those lineups of course if you do have any questions hit those up right now in the chat and or in our Slack account as well. I'll get to those questions uh, here here at the end of the show. I want to go back to a question we got a little bit earlier uh, from Kilo over in YouTube. was asking about uh, groupings in Fantasy Cruncher for this race. Yeah, if you're going to if you're going to do anything like let me go back here to, to FC. If you're going to create a create a group. I, the group should probably be your your core drivers like you just just think of just name together four or five guys. So just say for kicks and grins that I'm going to create a group. I'm going to be sure I'm going to add in Denny. I'm going to go down here and add Chris Busher. Uh, I'm not going to be afraid of, of ownership in this case. I'm going to add in Cindric and Grala. I'm going to add in Eric Jones. So I've got five drivers right there, five drivers with plenty, plenty of place differential. I've got a couple of drivers that I feel pretty confident that are going to, that are going to bring in top five finishes. I'm going to go to this group and my group rules. I'm going to say use at least three of these five of, of these five guys in, in 20 in, in you know, in my, in my 20 lineups for, for, for DraftKings. Um, when you get to 150 to 150 lineups, you might bring that down to, to two uh, at must use at most two from, from, from these, because if you mess around with three or four, then FC is going to come back and say, "Hey, I can't make enough lineups. You need to you need to play with a setting." So I think that's what I would do in in FC with your groups. Find a core of five drivers that you really like for 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 twenty max, and then tell it 
I need to, I need at least three drivers from this group. Uh, Jacob a little earlier uh, brought about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Talked about how he's good on these type of tracks. Uh, and I know we really didn't touch on Ricky uh, earlier in the show. So what's your take on, on Ricky here? Uh, I believe he is. He's 8,100 on DK, 8,500 over on FanDuel. Yeah. I, you know, I've talked about how Daytona is an anomaly. Ricky is an, anom- an anomaly here at Daytona. It's it's quite rare for a driver to have such a high driver rating, 90, which ties him with the likes of Alex Bowman. That puts him second best in all of the all of the field in terms of average driver rating. But when you look at his finish, it sits at 22.5. In fact, his finishes have gone 32, 20, 24, 13, 17, 29. Last six races, he only has one lead lap finish. We 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 know the the story with Ricky. It's get aggressive or die trying. He's in a lower funded team. He knows he has to do certain things to get himself up to the front. The the the, the car runs fast. I mean, he he put down a really quick single lap uh, qualifying sp- speed on on Wednesday night. It, the the only thing that you have to worry about is in Ricky's pursuit of getting himself to the to the front or staying up front. What does he do to the other cars around him? Because we, we've seen plenty of times where he gets so aggressive in trying to get to the front or protecting the lead that he ends up banging into the cars around him, and then he'll then he'll cause wrecks. And somehow he won't be in the initial wreck, but then another wreck will happen that that, that takes him out. He's in a good spot for place diff- for for place differential, but God, the inconsistencies that he's had of late, it, it scares me to death that, you know, he could easily win this race as just as easily finish, uh, finish in 40th uh, place. Uh, mentioned a question uh, from King paid. He says, who do you guys have your, as your favorite dominators on FanDuel? Okay. Remember on FanDuel, you're only getting zero, Point one bonus points for each lap sled. So we're talking about a max of 20 additional lap sled points should this race not go into uh, go into overtime. So, I mean, there's really not that many extra points to, to be chasing after. And the only reason on Fandle that you would chase a lap leader, in my, in my opinion, is that if you think that we're going to see a performance like where a driver leads over, over half the race because people are scared to death and they just kind of get single file and just ride around until the until the end of the race. If that's going to be the scenario, the first guy is the one that you're already playing because of place differential, Denny Hamlin. But then after that, I would be looking at Blaney. I would say I just so I just uh, just did a little bit of a dummy crunch here, going uh, you know two unique drivers and at a twenty percent randomness. That's just twenty percent kind. I know you you mentioned earlier, show you like ten to fifteen in terms of this race. And, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin, by far, is coming up in the most lineups. But uh, then you get into your Ross Chastain, your Austin Cendricks, Martin Truex Jr. comes up. And we know, we, you talked about earlier in the show, that that's something. But that's one of those things of, you know, we can go in, the, you know, something like Fancy Cruncher and really kind of see. And, and that does help me kind of create, uh, you know, lineups that I'm looking to create with. Um uh, Jacob says, so Jason, what lineups are y'all most likely have tons of cash left over? If you're going to start, oh, start with some of the low tier guys. If you were to choose a low owned guy, who would be the best you choose? Oh God. Okay. Um, inevitably your, your cash team will have a bunch of, of salary left over. Like, let me 
just throw this throw this together. There's Denny. There's Kaz. And there's Cindric. You add that together, those three drivers, that's that's just twenty one thousand four hundred of your fifty thousand dollar salary cap. I mean, do do whatever you want with the rest of your your lineup, and you're still going to find yourself five to ten thousand uh, dollars under. And just for kicks and grins, if we add in Brad, who starts twenty fourth, who I think is a, a better uh, super speedway driver than than Truex, then we're only at thirty one thousand five hundred. I mean, you're talking about nearly nineteen thousand left over for 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 two drivers. Um, yeah. Whatever happens with your sal with your salary cap happens. Just just totally totally dis- disregard it. Yeah, I will tell you. So in in the crunch I did here, uh, the lowest salary was thirty eight thousand, and that was Chastain, Jones, Custer, Cendric, Alfredo, and Grala. Um, and then the next one was forty one thousand. That's the one thing about NASCAR DFS. You know, don't you know? Don't feel like you have to spend. All of your money there. Uh, Frederick says, does your strategy change much on FanDuel with price differential at a half point? It sort it sort of does. Like instead of uh, on DraftKings, I will place a bunch of emphasis on how much place differential potential these drivers have. But since you're losing half a point for each place that these drivers can gain on FanDuel, I will worry a bit more about what their actual potential is for a top five or a, or a top 10 finish. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, any uh, last advice you want to give to, uh, to our watchers here as they're starting to put together their lunch for tomorrow? If you're, if you're new to, to this and you're, and you're only going to make a couple of lineups, I think maybe the best thing that you can do is just, just hand build. Know, know what you're doing with your, with your lineups, you know, if you stick the stick the projections in an optim in an optimizer, it can get it can get easy real quick to lose sight of just what you're doing with drivers and the overall construction of your of your lineups. Like last night in the truck series, I saw there was overlay. I threw together 20 quick lineups, threw them in there, and I just kind of did a quick scan scan over of the lineups. And I had a bunch of lineups that I had to adjust on the fly because they, they did not do what I wanted them to do. I had mm-hmm. way too many guys in the, in the top 10 in a bunch of these lineups. So if this is your first time, you're only going to build a couple of lineups, probably better off just hand building so that you get exactly out of these lineups, what you want them to look like. And of course, uh, tomorrow we will be have live before lock one thirty p.m. each time. Be myself and Chris will get you ready for the five hundred. Of course, keep it locked here to awesomeo.com all day long. We've got the NHL Strategy Show coming up here in two hours from now at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then four thirty uh, will be MMA live before lock, and then five thirty it'll be NBA deeper dive and live before lock. So appreciate everyone tuning in here. Be sure to hit that thumbs up button as you exit out of the show, and we will talk to you tomorrow for the Awesome NASCAR Live Before Lock Show.